everybody. Welcome back in. This is the Action Line on News Radio WGNS. Nick Cohn here with Amelia Luna joining us from the Legal Aid Society. She's been kind enough to give us a few minutes this morning in her busy day, and uh, we're going to talk to her just a little bit about what the Legal Aid Society does and uh, some of the things that they've had to encounter and uh, kind of adjust on the fly with COVID, as many of us have. So this is going to be a familiar topic for just about everybody listening. Uh, Amelia, good morning. Welcome in. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me in this morning. I appreciate you letting me come and talk about legal aid and some of the um, resources that we have available for people um, with COVID and things that might be helpful for our listeners. So for those who are unfamiliar or maybe have heard about you guys and wonder just what you do, uh, I'll give my quick uh, briefing of of what you guys do, and then I'm going to turn it over to you for some of the more of the details. But the mission of the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands is to advance, defend, and enforce the legal rights of low-income and vulnerable people in order to secure them the basic necessities of life. So um, there's a lot of folks out there who who may need uh, legal advice, maybe need somebody in their corner, but maybe they it's just not in their their resources they don't have the resources to make that happen and you guys kind of step up and say you know what we're going to be here for you we're going to help you out we're going to we're going to make this work for you and uh the basic necessities of life kind of stood out to me because there's a lot of people out there who who maybe have had a wrongdoing or maybe are tied up in something and they need to get that taken care of and they just they just can't afford the legal help they can't afford somebody to be in their corner um so that's incredible that's that's one of the things that you guys do and focus on is is being there for each and individual person which i think is is pretty great so uh with that if you want to add to that what is the legal aid society all about yes um so as you said we we do help with basic necessities of life. Um, we There are eight offices um, in the Legal Aid Society throughout Middle Tennessee. We cover 48 counties, um, and Murfreesboro has one uh, office located um, inside in 526 North Walnut Street, um, and our office covers Rutherford and Cannon County. Um, and um, we have a website that has a lot of wonderful pamphlets on it, um, and that website is www.las.org. Um, because, as, you know, basic necessities of life, we, we can be very busy, and sometimes we can't represent every person personally, but we have a lot of information out there that's very easy to read, um, and so that folks can go to our website and get that information, or we also have pamphlets located in the community. We have a pamphlet rack at um, Greenhouse Ministries. We have pamphlets at the Department of Human Services. Um, those, those, Both those organizations have been kind enough to let us put our pamphlets out um, so that we can get information out there. Um, the types of cases that we do take are if there's public, um, if there's if there's a denial of a public benefit, such as families first, food stamps, um, ten care. Um, those are cases that we can help and look at and see if if um, there's something we can do to get them back on or increase those benefits. Um, we also do if there's been evictions of public housing um, or um, issues with public housing, we can help help just see if if we can keep them in public housing. Um, we also um, represent victims of abuse if uh, the representation can help them to get safety and independence. Um, we do some consumer issues and issues regarding seniors. Um, and when we do some um, immigration, um, if they're victims of abuse, um, we can we can help in, in some of those cases. Um, so that's just kind of a wide variety. And, and if you go to our website, you can see more information about that also. 
Now, I know on your website there's a special section for COVID-19 information. How does that play into what you guys do, and what are some of those things that you guys are dealing with when people click that link for more information? Yeah. So we did... um when we when this happened in March and a lot of um, there were there are different benefits that came out available um, if you were affected by COVID-19 and so we have created a lot of pamphlets and so there are some pamphlets that tell you about the different um, benefits that are available if COVID-19 has affected you um, I'd like to talk about some of those today if we can yes um, just to educate people one the the first thing that I'd like to make people aware of because there is a deadline to apply for this and that deadline is July the 13th um, at 4:30 so you know we all know that school let out early and kids were sent home and there are a lot of kids that were getting free and, and reduced meals at school and then they did not have access to those meals um, now you, um, if you have a child that was in school um, and should have been in school from March and April, um, you can get um, extra money from DHS for the food that you had to pay. And it's $5.70 per child for each day that um, they would have been in school March, April, and May. Um, now, if you're currently getting food stamps, that will just automatically go onto your card. But if you are not getting food stamps and you did qualify for the free and reduced lunches, um, then you need to apply at the Department of Human Services um, and you need to do that by Monday, July the 13th. Um, and you can apply by going to their website. Um, and we've got a pamphlet on our, on our, our um, website that gives their website because it's really long. It's, uh, it's a really long website and it lists that exactly. Or you can call the Department of Human Services hotline. Um, and that number is 1-833-496-0111. And, and if you choose uh, option three, um, it will get you to where you need to, to go. Um, or you can call your local office and ask for an appointment to apply, apply in person. Um, so those are things that you can do. But again, you have to do that by July the 13th. Um, and you have to have been eligible for the free and reduced meals. Now, there are some counties, like our neighboring county, Bedford County, where everyone qualifies for free and reduced meals. And so everybody in that county can be eligible for that benefit. So um, if, 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 this is, if you're a child... Um, would get free and reduced lunches. This is a benefit that you can get $5.70 per child. Um, so I don't want people to miss out on that. Um, also, um, another thing that the Department of Human Services did is for people who were on food stamps, food stamps is based on your income and it's based on your expenses. And then there's a maximum amount that someone can receive in food stamps. So, for example, um, like a, one individual senior who may have, you know, a lower income such as $900, but their rent is $500 and they pay utilities and they may have medical expenses, um, they could could possibly get the maximum amount of $192 a month of food stamps. Um, but... If, um, you know, they had higher income, that amount might only be $15 in food stamps. Well, when COVID um, hit during the months of March, um, I think starting in, starting in uh, April, you could get the maximum amount. And they've been extending that every month now. And so through July, um, you should be getting the maximum amount of food stamps. So lots of times we'll have, have folks 
especially seniors that will come in and they might be eligible for $15 of food stamps and it's nearly, they just say, I just don't want to deal with it for $15 of food stamps. But right now, apply because you could get the maximum amount of 192 And they may very well extend it if COVID continues to go as it is and people are having issues getting access to out, especially for our seniors. So it's a great benefit. Um, and again, you can apply, um, call that number, um, DHS hotline 1-833-496-0661 um, and ask to apply. You can also call the Legal Aid Society. If you want us to help you, we can, we can talk to you about that. Um, Legal Aid Society's toll-free number is 1-800-238-1443. So that's another great benefit um, food for folks um, that has come out due to COVID-19. Amelia Luna joining us from the Legal Aid Society this morning. And it sounds like maybe a big part of what you guys do is clearing up some of that uh, some of the some of the questions people have obviously if there's benefits available most people are going to say yes if i qualify I, I would like the benefits of course but getting there can be hard mm-hmm. knowing how to get there and who to talk to and that seems like maybe you guys can kind of clear that up for a lot of folks with just a phone call even yes yeah and um fortunately i have a, a great relationship with department of human services and and sometimes um two people may just have had trouble getting things that they need to DHS to get the right amount of food stamps. And um, especially some, sometimes seniors who may not have access to, you know, computers or, you know, we can, we can look at what your expenses are, see if you're getting the right amount, and then fax or get that to the Department of Human Services so they can calculate the correct amount because sometimes just all the information is not there and we can help to, to do that. With COVID-19, a lot of uh, renters and a lot of uh, mortgage companies had, had kind of given you some, some space to catch up on payments. And a lot of people were, were saying, if you're late on rent, we're not going to penalize you for a period of time. But I'm sure there are still some people out there who are behind on payments, behind on mortgages for one reason or another. And a lot of us have been out of work for a few months. Uh, what can you guys do to help those folks who maybe have mortgage issues or eviction issues or uh, are unsure how to go about that and, and how to handle that? Maybe they need somebody in their corner. Yes. Um, so regarding housing issues, for a while the court systems also were not op- open, so they were not um, hearing eviction cases. Um, during COVID-19, you, s- you still have to pay your rent. And like you said, some people lost jobs and they weren't able to pay their rent. So um, if, you, if you are behind on your rent, talk with your landlord, work with your landlord, pl- pay what you can. Um, but but they can choose um, to evict you if, if you haven't paid what you're supposed to do. Now, they have to do certain things. Um, they have to give you the proper amount of notice, and depending on whether your lease is, um, you know, if you have a lease and what the lease says, you need to look at that to see what type of notice and how much time they need to give you. If you don't have a lease, um, it's, it's the rental period. So if you're paying month to month, they have to give you 30 days notice. If you're paying week to week, they have to give you a week's notice. Um, but again, if you have a lease, you need to look at the lease to see what it says. Um, now there are certain properties under the CARES Act, um, that they, they have to, um, do certain things, um, and, and, and the eviction, um, process could take longer. And we have pamphlets about that on our website also um also due to the cares act anybody that's filing an eviction they have to file um, a statement 
um, when they filed the eviction that and it's a it's a specific statement that the Supreme Court has put out and it has to say that that their property does not fall under the CARES Act. If they don't have that, then that may be a, a reason to get you more time for because they need to file that to show that they're not a house um, a property under the CARES Act. If they are a property under the CARES Act, that would be public housing, project-based Section 8 housing, low-income housing tax credit, rural development, or landlords that have a federally-backed mortgage. Um, so if that that's the property. So if, you're, if you're, your rent is based on your income, it's one of those properties. And so there's certain things that they have to do. Um, the landlords are not allowed to evict for not paying rent until after July the 25th. So if, if that is, they've, you know, they've not evicted you yet, again, talk to them about paying rent, pay some of your rent, maybe get a pay plan back um, to, 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 to try to avoid the eviction. Because you also do not, people don't want evictions on their records because it could prevent them from getting into public housing in the future. So try to avoid the eviction. But if you can't pay um, and they won't agree or they won't agree, then after July the 25th, they can move forward um, with evicting you. Now, on July the 25th, they have to give you 30 days notice that they're going to evict you. Um, and then once that 30 days is up, if you're not out of the property, um, they can file a paper, and it's called a detainer warrant or detainer summons. And they serve that on the you that, who's living in the house. Um, that means they'll physically give it to you or tape it to your door. Um, and, and it'll give you a court date on when you need to come to court. And then when you go to court, the judge is going to decide if you can stay or move. Um, if, and if, again, if you haven't paid your rent, there's no defense to that you're going to have to move. Um, so if the judge tells you that you move, you'll have to move. You will only get 10 days. And if you don't move within those 10 days, um, the landlord can ask the sheriff to, to force you out. Um, so that, you know, again, you might have had a grace period um, during this time, but you still have to pay that rent back. Um, now they can't, if they're in these houses, the the, subs, the subsidized housing um they can't do late fees, but they can get the amount that you were supposed to, to pay. Um, also, land, if this process that I talked about applies to every landlord-tenant. You can't change locks. You can't um, put somebody's things out on the street. You can't cut off their electricity. You can't cut off the water. That's, that's illegal. Landlords cannot do that. Um, um, they have to go to court, serve you with the detainer summons, that this action that I talked about. Um, so those are the processes that they have to go to through. But if once they go through that process, then they can set your things out or have the sheriff's department set, set your things out. So it's important to try to pay your rent. Um, and if you can't pay your rent, try to work with your landlord on getting out so that you don't get evicted. Um, if you have lost your job due to COVID-19, um, unemployment is available and people need to be applying for unemployment. Um, and during this time, um, there has been extra unemployment that's available if you've lost it because of COVID-19. We also have a, a pamphlet on our website about how to apply um, for unemployment also. Um, and during COVID-19, there was extra 
payments and this extra is going to be available every week through July the 31st. So before when people would be only getting $275 a week um, because of the extra payments, they, they could get up to $875 depending on what, what their job was before. Um, and so if you have lost your job because of COVID-19, you should apply um, for unemployment benefits. And um, so then can get some money in the household to help to pay um, for the rent and necessities that you need. And that could even be some back rent that you might owe that can get caught up on that and, you know, certainly could be helpful if you're out of work for, for a period of weeks or months. There are a lot of bills that quickly fall behind. And, of course, the uh, the necessities, food, water, gas to try to get around is, is you know, something that a lot of people even struggle with when, when you're out of work for that long. Um, I'd like to just first say, wow, there's a lot of information here, and it really I could see how it could be beneficial to have you guys in your corner and at least give you a call. We'll put that number out a few more times before the end of the show, but... Uh, Amelia Luna, our guest this morning from the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee. In that situation, when you're talking about people getting evicted, people who are on the verge of getting evicted, getting their power turned off, those who are falling behind and you know saying, My, I'm check the check and I haven't had a paycheck for a few weeks, things can really get stressful. They really get tight. And, and then when you add in all of this information on the legal side of things, a lot of people just don't know. And I, I learned something just now listening to you talk about the rules and regulations of eviction and um, how it has to be done, what they can and can't do. So having the Legal Aid Society in your corner, I think, is just an incredible tool. And, again, if it's just a phone call away, people have questions, it's that easy to just give you guys a call and say, hey, what can I do? Where, do, where am I at? And, you know, I think most people, for the most part, don't know 80 or 90% of that kind of thing. You know, that's that's things that landlords and, and tenants are probably more familiar with, or you guys, of course. But just the average Joe might not know a lot of these things. And, um, you know, that is – that is really great that you guys are here to help those folks and, and to be in their corner and uh, be able to back that information and kind of explain that to them. Uh, we wanted to let everybody know we are taking questions through the text line. We have a lot of information to get to this morning, and uh, we'd appreciate if we could text in those questions. That way we can kind of get to them throughout the show. But uh, we are uh, taking text at 615 893 one four five zero. All right, so I wanted to ask you about you know the next side of things. What if people have um, issues at home with with abuse, things like that, domestic violence? But again, um, they don't have the resources to go out and hire a lawyer. They don't have the resources to maybe go out and talk to people who um, you know it could be it could be a lot of money that could really add up. And again, if you couple that with being out of work or, or being behind on things because of you know what COVID's brought, that can be really tough. So. For domestic violence and things like that, do you guys offer any assistance, or is it more just uh, you know um, more SNAP, ten care, tenants' rights, or do you guys get into the domestic violence and other things that people may need legal representation? No, we we do assist with um, domestic violence. Also, we have a lot of pamphlets on our website that gives information about um, what is an order of protection. Because if you are a victim's victim of abuse, you can apply for an order of protection, um, and that is an order that um, if if someone has hurt you, threatened you, stalked you. Um, committed domestic abuse against you, you can ask the court uh, for an order that tells that person they have to stay away from you. So we have um, some really good pamphlets on our website. Again, our website is www.las.org. We have 
pamphlets that tell you if you're coming from another state and have an order protection, um, what you need to do to register that or to make sure that that um, order protection will be recognized in Tennessee. We have pamphlets that talk about if you get an order protection in Tennessee and you move outside of the state um, and what, um, what, what you can do in that other state to make sure that it'll be recognized there. Um, we have a great pamphlet, um, 15 signs, um, to s- warning signs that someone may be violent. Um, we have um, information about divorces. Um, and, it, and if you have children and you're going through a divorce, parenting plans are involved and information's about that, information about that. Um, fortunately, Rutherford County has the domestic violence program. Um, and Cannon County has um, SAVE two domestic violence programs that that will help um, folks tell them very in-depth about the order protections, offer counseling um, for victims of abuse and and support groups and that sort of thing. So if it's, um, you know, counseling or or that types of support, then we often will refer them to to, uh, Cannon County Save or the domestic violence program. Um, the domestic violence program also um, is fortunate enough to have an attorney on staff that does help with the orders of protections. Um, so, um, but Cannon County does not, um, and so sometimes we will get referrals from Cannon County to help um, represent victims of abuse in an order of protection um, and give information about that. Um, if you do have an order of protection and, and the other person is, is violating it by contacting you or coming around you, um, we give in, people information about contacting the police immediately because that is a criminal offense then at that point. Um, but then, it, that, you know, there may be, need some help filing violations. Um, and, and we do um, represent in some divorces um, if they're a victim of abuse and it can help them to gain safety and, and independence. Um, and so, you know, but then we also um, I've had some cases where I'll help them. You know, most time people come to us and say, I need a divorce, which, you know, oftentimes that's what's on the forefront because they need to be separated from the abuser. But then uh, as I work with them, they may not have, you know, food stamps and families first. They were in, um, you know, in a relationship with someone who maybe made some some quite a bit of money that would not make them eligible. But once they're separated and that they're no longer available to that access, then we can help them to get food stamps. Um, or if an assault has happened and there was um, damage um, to them and they incurred medical bills that maybe insurance didn't cover, there's also a program called uh, that it's victims' compensation where um, they can help getting payment for those bills that happened due to the ab- abuse. Um, so we can help them to navigate through that system. Um, you know, and as you said earlier, Nick, that it's just people, if you haven't had to um, use these benefits before, people are just unaware of the benefits um, and unaware of how to get them. Um, so lots of times it's not, you know, you may not need us to represent you, but we can, you can call us and tell us your situation and we can say, oh, you're eligible for food stamps. Contact, you know, the Department of Human Services and, and, um, and you know, make them aware of, of public housing and how they can apply for that, and um, and and various benefits in the community. Um, we've also been fortunate enough to get um, volunteers to help us out. And this summer, we have two really great volunteers, Colleen and Brad, who are helping us, who are law students at Belmont. Um, and so, th- 
you know, they can help us to refer people to resources. Um, during the school year, we'll often get um, a volunteer from the social work department at MTSU. When we were in the office, um, they'd be in the office answering the phone and can help linking people up with um, resources. Since COVID has hit, hit, we are all working from home and we've learned to adapt um, and take our computers home and um, still able to provide the services. But, you know, sometimes that's, you know, it's a phone call. Um, we may not be answering the phone live, but leave a message and leave some details about what your issue is. Um, and, and either, you know, Brad or Colleen or um, someone in our office will call you back and give you the information that you need. Um, and if you need more than just information and it's a type of case that we would handle, then we would set you up for an intake um, to get information about your situation and potentially represent you. Um, now, Again, we don't do every type of case um, either, and so we do also phone clinics. Um, and, and just like Legal Aid Society being based on the income, the phone clinics are also based on income. So it is a, a you know phone clinic based on lower income, but we have several through this month coming up. And so um, I could talk about the times that are available left this month to give you those dates and times, um, and you can call in. And if uh, we get private attorneys. Um, we had one last night, the Murfreesboro office did, and, and had some private attorneys to volunteer their time um, to call folks back and, and give them information about their legal issue and how, how the person can represent themselves. Um, so the call-in number for the legal clinics, the free legal clinics, are one 800 238 one four four three. Again, that's one eight hundred two three eight one four four three. And um, the available clinics that we have are um, we've got one this Saturday, July the eleventh, um, and it's going to be from eight thirty until eleven. So call that number between eight thirty and eleven on Saturday, July the eleventh. Next Tuesday, July the fourteenth from 4.30 to 6.30. We're also having one next Wednesday on July the 15th from 4 to 6. And then the following Saturday, July 18th from 8.30 to 11.30. Um, and then we've got several more. That's, that's for the next week. We've got several more throughout the month. We also have this pamphlet on our website for folks to find out when the times are for the legal clinics. But that's a, another good resource that Legal Aid offers. Um, so if you're, you know, right now um, you can't really get out and we can't advise people. Um, the Murfreesboro office used to do it at Greenhouse Ministries before COVID-19 hit. And hopefully once this is, things get better, we'll be back to that. But this is the alternative um, is instead of driving to a physical location, you can call during these times and be linked up with an attorney um, who may have information about your situation. Um, and sometimes if you call the legal aid office and it's a problem that we do not represent on, then we might would say, give them the next available clinics to call because uh, private attorneys may know the answers to those questions. Um, you know, it's being an attorney is much like being a doctor. You kind of specialize. So you don't know everything uh, about the law. And, 
just like the doctors, you don't want a pediatrician doing your heart surgery. So um, if we don't have the answer and it's not the kind of law that we practice, then we'll refer you to the legal clinic and hopefully have an attorney during that time that can, can give you some advice about your issue. Amelia Luna, our guest this morning from the Legal Aid Society, which is a, a nonprofit legal service and helping those who need legal advice, legal guidance, and uh, really it sounds like you guys just cover a little bit of everything. Uh, we got to take a quick time out. We'll be right back. We're going to answer some of these questions. You must have struck a chord with our listeners because we got a few questions came in right away when we said we were taking text messages. 615-893-1450 if you'd like to... Uh, send a question our way. We'll be happy to get to that during the show. But for right now, we're going to take a quick time out. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. I'm Nick Cohn on the Action Line. We'll be right back. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals. Here at Animal City, we are happy to be here to help you take care of your pets. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery. Here at Animal City, we have a variety of products to suit almost any pet, including premium foods, toys, and habitat accessories. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. A quick, quick break, and uh, we say quick break, we meant it. We are back on the action line. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. Hey, before we get going, here's a quick look at some of the things you'll find on our website, our newly designed website, might I add. Rutherford County Schools voted last night to return to a traditional schedule for the 2021 season uh, for the school year with teachers and students returning to campus. Now, there are uh, there's a lot of information on that. If you want to go to the website to check that out, we have some sound bites from last night's meeting, and uh, you can learn just a little bit more what that means. It's going to be traditional, meaning students and teachers return to campus. There are options for distant learning um, that parents can um, kind of figure out on their own if they want their child to do online courses or actually be in school, and there are some different things on that if your child is med- medically fragile or perhaps there are people at your house who are medically fragile and you're concerned about Um, contracting COVID and bringing that back into the household. They are allowing people um, to do distance learning or online courses. That's going to be a per-semester basis, though. Also, we have some COVID-19 updates from across Tennessee and Rutherford County. We update that daily for you, so make sure to check that out. And finally, this week, Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron announced that uh, he will not be mandating masks countywide kind of how we saw with Nashville, they did mandate that, but instead has elected to follow a new initiative entitled Rutherford Responsible, which strongly encourages mask wearing when social distancing is impractical. Now, he did say that county employees and county buildings will be expected to wear masks to uh, kind of set an example for those who uh, are expected to follow. And uh, last night at the school board meeting, everybody was wearing masks. So um, not something that people like to do, but certainly people are doing it to try to Just keep us safe and uh, move along through this. And I think the more we 
keep our hands clean, sanitize, wear masks, the quicker this will all be over. It seems like it's been forever, but um, hasn't even been a year yet. So it could be much worse. And I think, again, wearing the masks and that has uh, proven to help. So let's let's keep that up. And for those who have been doing it, I applaud you. All righty, Amelia Luna, our guest this morning on the Action Line, and uh, we're talking about the Legal Aid Society. Now, we had a couple questions. We want to get to those. We'll get started. we got just a few more minutes here. People are asking about, and there's actually a few questions about this, so if you sent in a question, I'm paraphrasing, but um, things like DUIs, theft, uh, maybe a drug charge, perhaps a hit and run, things like that where people people make a mistake. Do you guys offer legal advice and services there, or what would you recommend they do if not? So the services that we offer are civil, um, all civil, so it... it um we cannot represent someone in a criminal action. So when people call us and have questions about that, we refer them to um, the public defender's office. Um, If you've been charged with a crime, when you go to court, if you are... um, you can ask for an attorney to be appointed to you, and if your income is low enough, they, they will appoint an attorney to you. So um, we always instruct people to do that. Um, when they go to court, just ask for an attorney to be appointed for the criminal things, and if there's jail time involved, you are entitled to an attorney. Um, we also we can't do, like, fee-generating cases. So if you've been struck by a vehicle or, or something like that and you're ask, asking to be compensated, we are prohibited from doing fee um, generating cases. Now, <clears throat> on the criminal side, though, we, we do um, help with expungements. Um, and so so that's if you've been um, convicted of a crime or had a, a, a charge, there are certain charges um, or, or certain convictions that you can have expunged. Um, and so that is a service that we offer. And actually, I wanted to tell folks about a free legal clinic regarding that that's going to be going on July the 23rd. Um, and it's going to be from 3 to 5. And it's a, a phone um, clinic about criminal record expungements and voting rights and civil rights restorations. Um, and you can sign up. You need to sign up for this clinic. And I think you have to sign up by tomorrow. So, um yeah, if you sign up by tomorrow. So if you are interested or this is something you want to know if you can get certain things expunged off your record or get your rights to vote restored, call 931-455-7000 or toll-free 866-898-0171. Now, we've received a special grant to do this, so it's only for residents in Bedford, Coffee, Franklin, Grundy, Lincoln, um, Moore, Warren County, um, or uh, the Cookville service area. But if you have questions, um, please call, and they can let you know whether or not this is something that you, you're eligible for. Um, and the number, again, 931-455-7000. And just because you live... If you live in Rutherford County, you may have acquired a charge or something in, a, in one of these counties, then you might could have that expunged off your record, which can be helpful. And, you know, if you were charged with something um, but you weren't convicted, it's still going to show there if you don't get it expunged or removed, and that might prevent you from getting a job. You weren't convicted. It's some You know, you didn't do it, but it's still going to show, and some employers might do a background check and see that. So it might be beneficial to get that removed off your record. Um, and so th- that is the one criminal aspect of, um, 
that we would assist with um, is expungements and civil rights, voter rights, restoration. Awesome. We had another <laughs> listener who was saying, good morning, WGNS. My mother is on a low income basis and needs me to be her power of attorney so I can sign legal paperwork. Um, and it sounds like there's maybe just some confusion there. Maybe there's a lot of paperwork, right? You're trying to take care of your mom. Can they call you to clear some of that stuff up and maybe just say, here's what we have? And, you know, again, it's not uh, criminal stuff we're talking about, but more just, just paperwork that she's trying to help her mother out with, her grandmother or aunt or uncle and things like that. Can people call you guys and just throw some questions your way to clear <clears throat> clear up some of that legal language? Um, if, if the person who needs the power of attorney once the power of attorney they would need to call us okay um the son or the daughter couldn't doesn't need to call us and say hey i want to get a power attorney over my mom and which often is you know as people get older sometimes they want their children to help and maybe their eyesight has gotten bad or it's hard for them to understand things so it's very common for people to want to help their parents and their parents to want them to help them but the parents are the ones who have to call us and they have to be um, the parent has to be competent and be able to say, I want my child to, to help me. And, and, um, and powers attorneys are great. Um, <clears throat> we, we have on our website the health care power of attorney and the living will. So um, that pamphlet is available. People can go to our website, print it off. You don't have to have an attorney to do that. It's, it explains very well how somebody needs to execute that and fill that out. Um, but the financial power of attorney, which sounds like the caller is asking about, if they need to sign um, things besides anything dealing with health care, we do not have a form for that. It's, it's much more complicated. We would need um, mom or grandma to call us and say, hey, I want so-and-so to be my power of attorney. Um, and then we would talk with them and, and make sure that they're competent and they understand what they're doing. Um, once they are no longer competent and can't take care of their affairs, then we could not do a power of attorney. Um, What would have to happen is they would need to, um, somebody, the person that wants to to take care of the affairs would have to petition the court for a conservatorship, which can be very costly. So it's good for people to think about um, these things now, why they, they can make those decisions, because it's much easier to do a power of attorney than it is for someone to have to get a conservatorship. Um, and, and again, we do help with um, those for seniors, um, we, but we, we have a grant to do them for seniors. We don't do them. Um, so if you're 60 or older and you want someone to help you with that, give us a call and we can see if we can make that happen. Now, during COVID-19, that's, that has made things a little bit difficult. Um, but um, there was an executive order so that you can do them um, virtual. And so um, we have done a few of those since um, there's a process that you have to go through and certain things that you have to say in those power of attorneys. And that is currently in effect until August the 29th. And so I'm encouraging folks, because um, I don't know that after August 29th, this will all go away. And will feel comfortable being face-to-face and signing documents. And, and for the power of attorneys, you have to have a couple people. It's not just the attorney. And so um, so if you are thinking about doing this, now's the time to, to, to do that. And, and it can be done virtually um, with a smartphone or computers. Um, and there's a process. So if that's something, feel free to call us. If you're in Rutherford County, 
um, or Cannon County, uh, 615-890-0509. And then, um, or our toll-free, wherever you're at, if you call the toll-free number, it will just route you. They'll get you sent to the right office that can help you. And our toll-free number is one 800 238 Or you can go to our website, www.las.com. Org um, and and they can tell you the counties and give you the information about where to go. Fantastic, Amelia Luna, our guest this morning from the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee. Uh, she's been brave enough to answer some questions for us and kind of explain what they do. But um, if anybody's just joining the show, they are a nonprofit legal service. Now they don't help in criminal cases, but um, you know there's a lot of things that people could use legal advice on that maybe they don't have the money for, and even some small things. You know, just some little things or, or things that are much larger, like eviction or domestic violence cases, things like that. You guys really focus on. Uh, civil issues, things that that folks kind of need, and and one of the words I highlighted um, in here was uh, basic life, ne- uh, ba- basic necessities of life. That is that is kind of the way you guys describe it. If it's something that um, you know that you should be uh, you should be allowed as a basic human, a basic human right, you guys will kind of stand in their corner and fight for them on that again, just to clear things up. Not really criminal cases, but more things um, like we talked about if you're getting evicted or. Um, you know, perhaps you think maybe your landlord is doing some things they're not supposed to be doing. If you have lost pay, they can also help you with unemployment and help you figure out what uh, benefits you have available for you. And right now with COVID-19 happening, there are a lot of people out of work, a lot of people that are needing a little extra help. So um, certainly you guys you guys are a pillar in, in this situation. I think a lot of people... Um, should and, and probably have been reaching out to you guys and, and looking for some of that help. We did have one more question I wanted to get to, and uh, then we'll kind of wrap things up and, and do a quick recap. But somebody was asking about wrongful termination. Now, would that fall in the category of, of what you guys deal with if somebody lost their job and they thought maybe, you know, it was maybe because, you know, they had a kid and they were out of work for too long or, or things like that that may be a little fishy? Maybe they say, I need to talk to somebody and see if I was wrong, wrongfully terminated. If if there's terminations due to, to to COVID, then we can help to link them up whether or not they're available benefits to them. But um, if it's not, if it's just like a, um, I was discriminated against or that sort of thing, then we would encourage them to contact an employ an attorney who does employment law um, or um, you know the EEOC or various agencies like that but we would not get involved in those types of situations and again what's the best way to find out a how to contact you guys uh, B what you guys cover exactly there's a whole section of the website on covid 19 and and things revolving around that uh, but would it be the website las.org yes that's www.las.org um, or again you can call Call our uh, toll-free number, um, which is uh, 877-813. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm giving you the wrong number. 1-800-238-1443. So those, the toll-free number, our website, best best way to contact us. All righty. Well, I'll tell you what. That, that has been uh, a packed show full of information. I've learned a lot this morning. There's a lot of stuff on the legal side that I don't understand or was, was unclear about that you cleared up. We did answer some questions questions from our listeners and uh i would just like to thank you for coming on this morning and thanks for uh, having me absolutely any final thoughts before we let you go no just um you know we're appreciative of our community and what they've done during covid19 and and we um just trying to help everybody that we can and everybody stay safe 
All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning and uh, how, how lucky we are to have you guys in our corner and to have somebody like you here in Middle Tennessee. That's Amelia Luna from the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee as we wrap up the action line this morning. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful weekend. You too. Alrighty, we have just a few minutes to the top of the hour. We have a Best of Truman show coming up for you folks, so stick around. We're just getting started this morning. Rutherford Issues on the way. Clark Howard and Dave Ramsey tackling the midday. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back. <laughs> 